time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're talking about the weather. And Glenn, I don't know after 200 plus episodes if you've learned this about me or not, and probably you can guess pretty easily by my enthusiasm. Before we even started this topic today, we were chit-chatting about snow and weather and that kind of thing, but I'm a bit of a weather nerd in a weather nut. So uh, I'm excited that we're going to be focusing on forecasting and weather analogies on today's show. This is like right up my right up my alley. So I'm really excited. <laughs> All right, Walter. Well, how about, let's, how about let's, you? Let's, do you, let's do you get excited about yeah, storms and ice storms and snowstorms and thunderstorms and that kind of thing? Well, I'm probably not to the extent that you are, but I mean, I think every, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think everybody is. It's something that affects your day, right? And and obviously, if there's something that's really out of the ordinary, you know, it kind of gets your attention, and it's, uh, you know, you see things, and you know, of course, now with cable news as it is, I mean, it's like you get to kind of, you know, almost live that, you know, in, in a way, you know, throughout the country and even across the globe, and you see all the different things that happen, you know, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, flooding and tornadoes. Whatever the case may be, hurricanes in certain seasons of the time, you know, it, it just is what it is. And, and it's it's kind of hard to just, you know, to not pay attention to it. And, and I, like you say, I think we can kind of draw some analogies and whatnot and, you know, human behavior around, you know, large events. Yeah, I, uh, I think I've shared this story before on a previous episode, but it's maybe been a hundred episodes or so since it came up. So I'll share it again because I'm sure we've picked up some new listeners in that time frame. I was very scared of thunderstorms when I was growing up. I was scared of a, a lot of things. And we actually I lived off of Lawndale right across from Country Day Park. And we actually had twice. My dad loved thunderstorms. So he loved going out under the carport and watching the thunderstorms happen when we lived in Greensboro. And twice we had a lightning bolt go down this, like literally go down the street, like saw it go down the street and strike a, a tree on our street. And it caused, you know, loud booms and just, you know, it was just very, you know, kind of traumatic and crazy. And uh, just would get very nervous and worried about storms. Well, I guess to help conquer that fear, I just learned a lot about weather and storms. And then that knowledge, you know, gave me more comfort and the ability to kind of conquer those fears. And now it's kind of turned into a hobby, I guess, of following storms and that kind of thing. So that's a little of my uh, my background coming into this. So now I love weather. And I'm excited to see what, you know, We I think we draw comparisons and learn about financial matters in lots of different ways. We always like to bring up analysis. So why not do it with the weather? Oh, also, do you have that channel that you leave on in your house on the TV and it just kind of always is in the background, just sort of like your your home base for a TV channel? Yeah, I think a lot of folks kind of maybe do that. And it's just kind of low volume and then kind of in the yeah, background. Yeah. And let me guess, yours is the weather channel, it, That's right? right. Growing up, it was the weather channel. That was that was the background TV station. I guess for some folks, it's the cooking channel. Others, it might be like HGTV. Those are probably the top three, as far as I can imagine. I guess the news channel might be the other one that you know people leave in the background. But yeah, the weather channel was always nice to have uh, on the background for us, especially growing up, because you'd always look forward to that weather on the eights. You know, you get your local forecast every eight minutes or you know, at the, every 10 minutes on the eights. So that was right. always, uh, you know, run to see, oh, did they change it? What, what's going to happen now? 
all the excitement, <laughs> the excitement before we had that information at our fingertips, right? So in any event, let's see what we can learn about retirement planning from the world of weather. And first, we'll look at tornadoes. So unlike hurricanes, where you usually have time to prepare because you know what's coming, tornadoes, as we know, develop quickly. They can cause a lot of damage within just minutes of forming. I'm curious, what's the tornado of the financial world that we need to be prepared for? Well, Walter, I would say that would be, you know, market corrections, right? Or even beyond that, even crashes, right? I mean, that would be really a big tornado, right? Because like you say, I mean, you rarely get a warning. You know, sometimes they seemingly come out of the clear blue sky. You know, oftentimes they're, they're called like black swan events, where it's like, you know, wasn't anticipated. You know, folks think, okay, well, there's something going to happen sometime. You know, we, we know that, you know, the market conditions are right, but normally there has to be some sort of a catalyst, right, to cause that kind of a reaction. And you see it, I mean, just as last, about a year ago, right? And, you know, February, March, you know, we saw the coronavirus and, you know, and what happened and, you know, this massive downturn, you know, and then how, how people were, you know, were scrambling within the markets and the government and everything else. It was like a financial tornado. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was. And now in tornadoes, we kind of seek the lowest level of the house. Right. So you or the, the most interior room, you go into the closet, you go into the uh, into a bathroom or if you've got it, you go into the basement. I remember we used to have our little emergency kit when we'd get you know, a tornado warning. I'd grab the kit, run down to the basement, and that's where we'd hang out and play ping pong until the storm was over. So what's the, I guess, way that you protect yourself against market crashes if we extend that parallel out a little bit more? Life, right. I mean, you know, if you're in your accumulation years and you're, you've got a, quite a long time horizon before you're retiring, you know, you just keep on chugging. Probably not a whole lot changes. You know, you just keep making your contributions and you realize that you're playing all, you know, a long game. Right. If you're in retirement or you're just getting ready to retire, probably within the next couple of years. Well, I mean, you know, at that point, you, you should have a plan in place that is designed to take tornadoes into account, right? So that you don't have to, you know, panic or do something out of the ordinary. It's just like, okay, we, we anticipated that something like this was going to happen. We may not have known exactly when it was going to happen, but we've got a plan in place that's going to make sure that we're going to be okay regardless that we had this big happening in the markets, you know, that went against you know, the, the, the general market forces and you, you had money's positioned in such a way that that you're going to be okay you're going to have your income is going to be there in place your long-term plan is in place as well as your short term and you're not having to panic it's just like oh man i mean it's never pleasant to go through something like that but it's far easier to go through it if you're in those retirement years or close to those retirement years and you know that you you've put a plan in place that you're going to be okay regardless and you don't have to you know watch your entire nest egg you know plunge and then hope that it comes back you know that you you've got things positioned in such a way that that you're going to be that you're going to be all right and 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 you don't have to you know it just gives you a sense of calm and knowing that you, hey it's going to be okay and I can still keep living my life the way that I was and and that's really the you know the way to make sure you're dealing with that because as we know there's always going to be those events you know whether it's you know it's a weather event or whether it's a financial event they're going to come and so you want to you know be positioned properly and the biggest part of that positioning is is where are you in life you know and if you're in those retirement years or close to it you know you really need to be in a place where you you leave yourself less susceptible to the tornado if that makes sense absolutely it does yep so there you go the good analogy between the tornado 
and the market corrections of the financial world. All right, now we're going to get a little bit more nerdy. I think everybody knows what a tornado is, but let's talk the jet stream. Okay, so we're going to the things that we cannot see here. The jet streams are narrow air currents, very high in the atmosphere, and narrow is relative. We're talking about on a kind of a global scale here, they're narrow. Air currents, very high in the atmosphere. We have no way of seeing their movement without the help of advanced technology, that kind of thing. But the movement of these jet streams significantly affects all of our weather. If it dips down low in terms of kind of North Carolina weather, it can help usher in you know, colder air, if it's, you know, elevated and higher up in the lower 48, you know, then we might have warmer weather. It can move storms along it, that kind of thing. Where do we see these jet streams in the financial world, these things that we cannot see but kind of affect our day-to-day lives in, in various ways? Well, Walter, I mean, I think that would probably be, you know, in the realm of the financial institutions, right, the institutional investors, because they're constantly in the market. They're constantly receiving, you know, inflows, you know, from different uh, you know, pension funds and, and 401ks and, and, you know, individual investors and whatnot. And they're constantly moving, you know, millions and literally billions of dollars around them, you know, around in the markets, you know, globally and, and domestically. And, and they're, you know, constantly positioning and you know, doing different things. And so that's just kind of on that's going on all the time behind the scenes. And it's really what runs the financial markets. Right. But, you know, you really don't hear that much about that in you know in the news or when you're talking about different things and you know in, in, in planning or you turn on the financial news networks I mean you know you have those folks come on but they don't really talk about that so much as they talk about different things that are going on you know in politics or you know across the globe or you know a particular company or a particular sector of the economy but the institutional investors are kind of making everything function in that background and you know and and the flows of money they're directing that if that makes sense Yeah, that does make sense. And we don't have much control over those things. There's nothing we can do to affect the jet stream as individual folks here on the ground, kind of the same way in the financial world. That can be a little bit scary, right, when things are out of your control. Right. But, you know, at the same time, you got to realize that that's just how they work. And so, you know, you're going to have certain, you know, again, depending upon where you are in life and, you know, what plans you have in place, you know, you just got to realize that it's like, okay, you, you can be comfortable with the fact that that's going on and you're going to have certain monies positioned in certain ways and other monies positioned in other ways and that, that you're okay. But that, you know, just realize that that's going on behind the scenes. You really can't control it, but you don't really need to control it. You just need to understand how, you know, how it works, right? It's just like, if you know, it's going to rain, right? You don't have to control the rain, but maybe you maybe want to take an umbrella, <laughs> right? You know, cause you, you can't stop the rain, but you can, you know, help, you know, from getting wet, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah th- some of these things are a little bit predictable. We can at least see them coming. We may not be able to determine, like we were talking about with the snow, right? Exactly where that snow rain line matches up, something we're all familiar with here in the North Carolina area. But we can at least know that there's the chance for the storm and prepare appropriately. And you can kind of see those big movements still happening. You can see the evidence of them in the financial world and get ready. Now, we're recording this, of course, and it's you know in the 30s outside right now, Glenn. But before we know it, we'll be complaining about how hot it is. And that brings to mind the heat index, something North Carolinians would be very familiar with, or anybody in the Southeast for that matter. We combine the air temperature and the relative humidity, and the heat index tells you how hot it feels. If you're an AccuWeather fan, I think they call it their real feel temperature, but that's basically <laughs> basically just the heat index. So right. even if the thermometer is showing that it's 90 outside, they might say it feels like 105. 
out there. Right. It's interesting. Is there a heat index in retirement planning? Well, Walter, I mean, I, I think it probably comes down to, you know, if you think in terms of stress testing your retirement savings and your retirement accounts, particularly, again, when we're talking about being in retirement or transitioning into retirement, you're in a different phase of life. You know, you're transitioning to the accumulate, I'm sorry, from the accumulation years to the preservation and distribution years, right? And so there's going to be you know, a different focus on how you position your portfolio and what the planning that's in place, but it's stress testing that and making sure that it's like, hey, what happens if, you know, if you look at your portfolio and say, okay, if you had these exact same holdings, you know, back in 2008 when the market was coming apart or in the dot-com, you know, you know, bust in 2000 to 2002, how did these holdings, you know, how did they fare? You know, what did it look like in that scenario? And if they got just completely clobbered and you look at, you say, my gosh, this would have happened to my portfolio, then you may want to be thinking in terms of, you know, making some adjustments to that planning so that you have a, at least a, a portion of money that you know you're going to need in the short to medium term that is not going to be subjected to that kind of volatility and that kind of risk, right? When you're thinking about making sure that your money is going to last, you need to make sure that, that your portfolio and your holdings and your overall financial plan can withstand that kind of a stress test or a heat index, so to speak. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of that feeling of things are not always as they seem, right? It looks like it's warm outside, but not hot. And then when you step into it, it's actually really hot. It didn't seem like it was going to be as bad as it was. And there can be some of that in the financial world. When we start talking about risk and the that stress testing of our financial plan may not match up with perception. So I like that. That's a really good Really good comparison. All right, one more. You had actually a little bit of a concern of this on your way in to record this morning because temperatures were right around freezing and we've had a lot of rain recently and that kind of thing. Black ice, something you hear the weathermen talk about all the time on TV. Black ice can be especially dangerous, and this is the reason why it's even more dangerous than normal ice or even snow. You can't see it. It's one thing if you're driving along and you see patches of snow on the ground, you can kind of prepare for them. But if you're driving along thinking everything is fine, and the next thing you know you're sideways, you're in a lot bigger trouble. So do you find people slipping on some sort of black ice in the financial world, that thing that we can't see that can then really trip us up? I do, Walter. I mean, I, I think a lot of that, you know, when I'm talking to folks who are transitioning into retirement or are already in retirement and, and they're in the process or you're, we're kind of, you know, we're in a discovery stage of, you know, of having conversations just, you know, to kind of see where they're at and, and if they're looking for another advisor or possibly a second opinion. I think that to use the analogy of the black ice, I think oftentimes, you know, it's those things that are outside of your awareness. It's almost like a blind spot, right, that you don't see in your overall planning. I think a lot of that in retirement, there's two things. There's, you know, the volatility of the market, you know, when things go up and things go down, when you're in the accumulation years and you're just continuing to put money in, you know, you're looking at your what, you know, what your rate of return is going to be. And, you know, over time, you realize things are going to go down, but things are going to, you know, likely, you know, recover and come back up. And, and you're just, you're trying to, you know, grow those assets. But when you're transitioning into retirement, you know, it's not necessarily as much about the rate of return, but it's just like, when did those returns happen? What was the volatility like in your portfolio when you were making withdrawals? Because in your accumulation years, you're not likely to be taking money out, you're adding money in. And so, for instance, like if you're making contributions into your 401k during, you know, the dot-com, you know, crash back in 2000 or, you know, 2001, 2002, 
and or you you look forward into you know the 2007 and 8 you know when we had the financial crisis you know those markets came tumbling down but you were buying more shares at those lower prices and it actually ended up being a, an advantage to you as you were saving for retirement whereas had you been re- somebody who was retiring or was already retired when that was going on then those um, values dropped you know, if you were fully exposed to the risk of the market and you were having to take money out, well, that's a whole different story, right? Because the dollars you take out don't have an opportunity to recover. And so the sequence of when those returns happen in relation to as you're taking money out is one of those things that most people don't really, you know, they're not really cognizant of. It's kind of outside of their awareness. It's a risk that they didn't face when they were in the accumulation years, but it's one of the biggest risks, you know, when you're in the retirement years. You know, what is your exit strategy out of those accounts and how are you going to take income from those accounts that make your money last? I think the other the other black ice type of thing that's out there is taxation, right? I mean, the vast majority of people I talk to have saved, you know, most of their retirement money into their 401ks and IRAs with pre-tax dollars, meaning that those dollars went in before taxes with the agreement with the government that they're going to pay taxes as they take that money out of those accounts. And so, one of the biggest pieces of that puzzle is, is number one, we don't know in the future what tax rates are likely to be, but virtually everybody that I talk to believes that it's very likely that tax rates are going to go higher into the future, right? And so you don't really know what that is. And again, it's kind of outside of your awareness. And it's like, you know, well, how much money do you really have in the account that's yours when you know that a portion of it is going to go to the government in in the form of taxes, but you don't know exactly what percentages is going to go to them. The other piece is that how all the different types of income streams, you know, interrelate when it comes to filing your tax return in retirement. One of the biggest pieces of that is Social Security and, and how does Social Security or is Social Security subject to taxation? And the, the answer to that question is, is, well, it depends. It depends on you know, how much other income you have or how much other reportable income you have. And depending, sometimes your 401k can literally, distributions out of those dollars or your IRA can literally cause your Social Security benefits to start getting taxed. And if you're unaware of that and, and, you know, that's kind of like I say, it's kind of a black ice thing. It's like outside of your awareness, it's a blind spot. Then you may end up being able to keep fewer of your assets and fewer of your Social Security benefits than you otherwise would be able to if you had done some planning and you were ready for something like that and you brought it into your awareness and you actually made some plans on some distribution planning and income planning to you know make sure that you can hold on to more of those dollars coming out of your account as well as your social security benefits. All good parallels and examples. That's probably enough weather talk for today, Glenn. Black ice, heat index, jet stream, tornadoes. Maybe somebody learned a little bit about the financial world and maybe even a little weather material on today's show. I know we didn't get into the nitty and gritty of, you know, uh, coefficient differentials and, you know, those kinds of things on the show today, Glenn. But we'll keep it high level for this uh, for this podcast. Won't go too deep into the weather nerd world or the financial nerd world. But I think there's some good lessons on, on both sides of the equation here. And this was fun. I appreciate you playing along and having some fun with this one. If you've got any questions about financial planning, retirement, how to improve your situation, how to put together a proper plan so that you can avoid 
the black ice of the financial world so that you can make sure that you're taking the proper amounts of risk so that that heat index isn't going to catch you by surprise uh, to where you can kind of be immune to the movements of the jet stream of those institutional investors moving the market around without you having a say. All those kinds of things. Not getting surprised by a tornado coming and ripping your plan apart. All of that just takes proper planning to avoid those things. And you can get in touch with Glenn to talk about them by picking up the phone and calling 336-291-3535 or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page and you can schedule a time to meet with Glenn right from your smartphone or computer. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Appreciate it, Glenn. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. You as well. New episodes every week. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 